The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. It's uh, 2.05 on uh, Friday edition. Yeah, Friday, that, the week's uh, The week's almost done. Four hours till two days in paradise. Congratulations, everyone, on making it through <laughs> to Friday with us. We'll get you We'll get you all the way to 6 o'clock tonight. Did you, did you say two hours to paradise? I said only, I said welcome to, four, no, only four hours till two days in paradise. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And by that you mean just time off. Yeah. Okay, cool. Although, you know, hmm. I like to call my house paradise, so there you go. Yeah, I think I'm going back to my old ways tonight. <laughs> Which is what? I, I think oh. I'm going to head straight to the bend. To, to the bend to play the darts. I think so. Well, that's your, that, that, that can be your form of paradise? It, it is, in fact, my form of paradise. I, Hunter now typically works till 10, though, so I... Oh, man, you uh, need some new friends to I come do. over and uh, I watch. I do need some more friends. Hmm, too bad. What are you doing right after work? drive right by no, you really, <laughs> on I the way home. Can't take a second and... All right, that's fine. That's fine. Hey, we might... I'll, I'll text the coach right now. You know, why don't you? Because we, coach has something to celebrate today. What is it? Today, yes. he received his little pin from the school board for... 30 days? Thir- no, not oh, 30 days. okay, yeah. 30 years. 30 years. Of teaching. 30 And actually, he's been teaching, I think, for 31. This is a 31st year, or 32nd. But he got a 30-year pin today. Good, good. I got a fish hook, so that's for, for five. At the same school. 30 years, that's a remarkable achievement. <laughs> 30 years is one thing. At the same school, oh my goodness. Question for you. Yeah. Uh, on his first day, 32 years ago, uh, on his first day, did the principal at the time <laughs> say to him, uh, listen, Jim, if you stick it out for 30 years, could you, you could get this. There was a and, pin, and you know what else he got? A <laughs> gold star. Oh, no. Like a sticky one? On a piece of paper, it's a gold uh, star. That's nice. That's really good. Anyway, so yeah. Well, congratulations, Jim. I don't mean to diminish. That's quite no. an accomplishment. 30 years at the same school. 30 years in the same job. Is that an accomplishment or is that a lack of motivation? What? Uh, I'll no, just. No. No. I mean, why? Never wanted it, to, Why fix why, it if it's he not He loved Edmonton. Yeah. He had a great program. He yeah. built a great program there. So. He's happy? Very happy. Great. That is a great accomplishment. 30 years. Can you imagine 30 years in this show? Nope. I'll answer well, that for you. Well, we're too old to have 30 years in this show. Mm. You'd, be, you'd be 90. I'd, I'd be 77. You know what? I would like to fast forward. <laughs> can if, you picture can you? If we could just that? hear one episode of that, um, I'm not saying it would be a complete disaster. I think it might be quite entertaining. <laughs> There'd be a lot of, what? Get <laughs> what? Be really get off my lawn at that Why point. Why is the print so small? <laughs> it's already bad enough because you need to have the print in like 18 point, font. 14 point is what I use. Let's not exaggerate. I'll do the exaggerating if you don't mind. 14 point. And even that's a bit of an exaggeration. I could probably get away with 12. I just find 14 most comfortable. Yeah, I like the 14 too. I went and voiced a commercial today and mm-hmm. uh, forgot to bring my glasses. Made it up. And you We'll wait until that airs this afternoon. We'll see if it makes any sense at all. <laughs> uh, so, hey, we're going to... Uh, we've got a, 
a pretty big show today. And we've got, as we always do on Friday, of course, we'll uh, check in with the uh, big blue folder of stories. Some good ones in there, some really odd ones, and some outright hilarious Listen ones. Listen to this. It says, it seems you hate your job as much as I do. We don't hate our that? job. I hate my job. Of course, it's Fort McMurray texting in. Oh, that uh, guy. No, we don't, we don't hate our job at all. We love our job. Are you serious? We get paid to talk for four hours a day. Yeah, it's a great job. And you guys call in, you text, you're, you know, you're fantastic. Hey, listen, just to clarify, in case we uh, left the wrong impression, we like our jobs. We love weekends. So that's the <laughs> Who difference. Doesn't? Yeah. I have a close relationship with time off, so that's... <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't be very far apart. Don't separ- you could separate me from my wife for less time than you separate me from weekend off. So there's that. All right. Well, you know what? We were going to try to talk, uh, hook up with Reggie Cicchini again in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, but apparently they've lost it. it, it that storm, that Hurricane Florence, mm-hmm. pretty bad uh, down there right now. The storm surge is causing all sorts of grief. The rain, they're saying it's a one in a 1,000 year sort of yeah, rainfall, but the issue... um, they've lost some Wi Fi right now. Okay. So uh, we'll, we'll dial up Reggie when we can, when yep. he's safe to talk to us. Sounds good. The issue right now, it has been downgraded to a Category 1. Uh, storm. Storm. But it, that is still a storm, right? A hurricane. So, um, But here's the thing. The the issue now is the speed of the storm. So you know how they categorize 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, mm-hmm. and it's based on the velocity and speed of the wind. Uh, the issue here is actually kind of the opposite. So it's uh, not a... a not a high wind to make it any more than a category one, but it's a slow moving storm. Mm-hmm. So that it's means that a ton parked of and dumping. Right. So it's just going to be dumping water for days. So flooding becomes obviously a major concern for them. They're saying uh, the Carolinas, Virginia, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Maryland will um, see about. 68 trillion liters of rain mm. over seven days. Well, that's crazy. Um, there's, there's concern that the rain could wipe out some uh, communities. Uh, more than 60 people have had to be pulled from a collapsing motel at the height of the storm. More than 415,000 homes and businesses without power uh, in North Carolina. There have been a couple of deaths. I think two or three now directly attributed to the storm. So again, when we get uh, Reggie on the phone, uh, when he's available, we'll get the latest from him. It's, so. uh, it's, mm-hmm. It affects a widespread area and a number of different cities and towns, right? So, But but it's interesting. Of course, we've been keeping an eye on it. I know you have as well, Jay. And some of these uh, hits that I'm seeing out of some of these towns where um, law enforcement is saying, you got the evacuation order. If you didn't follow it, we're not going in to rescue you. It's And now people are saying, you need to come rescue right, us. Right, now people yeah. are asking for aid. But I, but I, you know, yeah. listen, I can understand that you don't want to abandon your home or your pets or your whatever, your possessions. I can understand someone saying, how bad could it be? Or we've been warned before yeah. and it didn't live up to those expectations. Like, I, I can picture in my mind the conversation about whether or not we need to leave, right? And I, and I thought about it last night as I watched coverage that, well, what would I do if that were Edmonton? Would I, would I leave? Would I take all my basement and first floor valuables and put them upstairs in the bedrooms mm. just in case there was flooding? Like, I'm sure a lot of thought goes into it. And at some point, some people make the decision to ride it out. Well, yeah, we saw that, you know, this time. We've seen it pretty much every time there's a massive storm like this. Certainly saw it at uh, Katrina. Think about, you well, know... We th- Fort I was just going to say Fort McMurray. Yeah. Think about that and think about some of the conversations that we had with people afterwards when it was like, okay, what do you grab? What do you take when you leave, you know? Um, and some people talking about the silliest things that mm-hmm. they threw, like snow pants and, and cheese slices right. and, yeah, and jelly, jelly bears and, and stuff like that because um, you're just in such a... Yeah. frantic move but can you imagine trying to have 
ride out what happened in Fort McMurray? No. I know. Well, even the uh, tornado here in mm. Edmonton, and I was living in Calgary back then, mm-hmm. but my brother Bob was living in Edmonton, and I, I was watching the coverage, and you know, sometimes you feel kind of removed from this sort of thing, yeah. right? Even though, now I was in Calgary, as I say, but I phoned Bob to see if he was okay, and he answers the phone mm-hmm. right away. Uh, so it's, it's a normal phone call, and he says he's looking out his window at it. And I go, well, should you be looking out your window at it? He's like, I don't know. I, I'll never forget that conversation. It's sort of, it's almost surreal. Well, I'm, I'm hopeful that the emergency measures that are in place now with getting word out to everybody mm-hmm. is, much, is better. much better. Yeah. Um, I mean, he knew that there was a dangerous storm mm-hmm. approaching Edmonton. You, I guess, and, and like the people down in uh, on the coast in the United States, maybe you feel like, well, it won't be as bad as they say. Oh, or, I've done this before. Yeah, I've, I've ridden these out before, yeah. or maybe it'll miss me, or... You know, I don't know. I was listening today. I heard a story today about Jimmy Buffett, about Jimmy Buffett going surfboarding or, yeah, like surfing, surfboarding, surfing on Wednesday. Like there was an evacuation order in place and him and a bunch of his buddies went went surfing because the waves were really great. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it. But yeah. Well, Jimmy Buffett's never been known uh, to be a follower. He's a bit of a leader in everything that he does. That one seems a little reckless, but okay. Yeah. Everyone responsible for themselves. Yeah. Um, in a 2009 song, Jimmy Buffett sang about living on the edge. I ain't afraid of dying, he crowned. I got no need to explain. I feel like going surfing in a hurricane. And uh, so, yeah, just a couple of days before Florence was set to thrash the southeast coast, the 71-year-old Buffett grabbed his surfboard, hit the waves at uh, Folly Beach, South Carolina. Yeah, just hanging loose. Hmm. They closed the bridge to the uh, island later on. Mandatory eva- a mandatory evacuation had been in effect there since that Monday. It, it, uh, you know, and again, I don't want to, I can't get into specifics because I've watched so much coverage now that I'm not sure what towns I'm even talking about. But it's interesting. I saw the National Guard, and keep in mind, the National Guard, um, to a great extent, is activated for these kind of things. Mm. So these are your neighbors, right? Um, They live in the area, and uh, they get activated, and they go do what National Guard does. But I watched them going door to door on one video. Uh, If someone answered, get in the truck. Mm -hmm. It it followed a mandatory Mm -hmm. evacuation. Mm -hmm. So some people had to be told to get in the truck. And, I, you know, again, I can see where people think that's for everybody but them and i get their i get their reasoning do you want to just will they secure my valuables will my house be all right i'd rather would i rather be here and others saying that they've made preparations themselves they have generators or they have yeah you know shutters up and they feel like they can ride it out but you can't ride out flooding though is the thing well the storm surge which is just right and that there and like we said off the top of this conversation therein lies the problem it's not necessarily now the winds anymore although the damage has occurred it's the amount of water or precipitation that's expected to fall. Uh, or maybe they're like me, at peace with their mortality, says this one. Uh, they should not rescue those people. When you're told to leave, it's for a good reason. It's not just about the day or two that the storm occurs. It's about the week afterwards when you're not going to have power or resources whatsoever. Additionally, perhaps they should consider not rebuilding some of those communities that are in the hurricane zone and getting pounded every year. That's from Richard. And this, after the experience of the people at High River uh, getting our doors kicked in, I would not leave. And that's why I say one of your concerns might be just the security of your home. Yeah, but, you know... Aside from the elements. If there's a mandatory evacuation order and they've put it in place, and I'm guessing that, the, well, you know, that there's bigger brains that know how bad sure. the storm is going to be. Um, you're paying now for the cost of getting rescued. 
Yeah. Or is that covered with your taxes? I don't, I don't know. know, but part of me thinks you're also putting in danger. Well, you are putting the first rescue, responders yes. in danger. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. After being given, it's not like it came as a surprise. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't want to judge those people because they're going through unthinkable things right now and and something that we have no point of no. reference for, right? Or you and I, at least, uh, maybe some Fort McMurray residents do or Calgary residents do. I, I suspect, to be honest with you, I'd be among those last to leave. I, I suspect that I would what be... What would you take with you? If I were to go, I think um, everything in my safe, so that's all documents, yep. wills, insurance policies, mortgage documents, that sort of thing. I would take my passport, any cash, my wallet, um... I, th- I think maybe my laptop, mm-hmm. because that contains a ton of information on it, and I want to have the ability to communicate. Yeah. My cell phone, of course. I think really beyond that, as far as things in the home, like photo mm-hmm. albums, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I would put them, as I said, I would maybe relocate them to the top floor mm. uh, and hope for the best. Yeah. I'd take my animals. Yeah, if you're allowed. I'd take my animals. I don't care if I'm allowed. I'd take my animals and <laughs> right. I'd take my, uh, my laptop, take my phone, and there's one photo album that I would take and, so, and my documents, hmm. right? And one jewelry box. And the reason why the jewelry box is there is it's just there's a lot of historical stuff and it's small. It's very yeah. small. <laughs> and you start thinking about it, right? Yeah, oh, I'm going to grab the snow pants and the, and the cheese slices out of the fridge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from time to time, we do a story about what you should have ready to go yeah. in preparedness. And you, yeah. you, no one ever does, right? I shouldn't say no one ever does, but it's unlikely. And you read those lists and you go, yeah, that totally makes sense. Oh, you know? I should do that sometime. Yeah, matches, candles, uh, you know, an AM, FM, or an AM radio mm-hmm. with batteries, like stuff like that where you go, yeah, that would come in really handy. But I don't have those. I mean, if it were today and they were to say, you have to go now, I don't have an AM mm-hmm. radio that runs on batteries, but I should. And think about it. Do you know where all of your documents are? Do you? Know I where, do. You do. Yes. But I'm, I'm, you know, for, yes. for most people, do you know where all your documents are? Do you know where the mortgage is? Do you know where right. your insurance papers are? Because I, I have a pretty good idea. It's all in, located in one area, but yeah. I have to sip through Well, after one of papers. those conversations that you and I had. Yeah. Um, we consolidated everything, yep. which was a great exercise because not only did we consolidate everything in one place, uh, you know, all that insurance and mortgage and all that kind of stuff, but it also gave us an opportunity to actually uh, read it all, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes policies have expired and there's no need for them. Other times you look and say, oh, that's not covered. Oh, is that all I'm covered mm-hmm. for? Right. So we went through everything and now it's all in one massive file in our safe. So, yeah, I would grab that for sure. There's something else I was going to say. You, have you done this, Shedville? Have you gone through? Do you have a preparedness uh, plan oh, in I would place? Grab, oh, yeah. So you start thinking about it, right? Do you have a preparedness plan in place in case something were to happen? I would grab that box of unsold Edmonton Comedy Festival tickets. <laughs> They're hard to replace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, 220, Ian. We'll get your phone call right after this. Well, we've been talking about Hurricane Florence, and we were going to talk with Reggie Cicchini right off the top of the show. Uh, there has been some Wi-Fi issues, obviously, the storm causing some grief down there. But we've managed to connect with the Washington, D.C. correspondent, uh, Reggie Cicchini, in Wilmington. Reggie, what's going on down there? What's uh, what's your situation like? Well, the 
the rain and the wind have actually picked up uh, again over the last couple of hours. We had a bit of a lull earlier this afternoon, but uh, the flooding rains are what's actually starting to push their way through. We're seeing some storm surge that's making its way through the hotel right now. We have knee-deep water uh, or more outside of the front door of our building. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So, really, the challenge uh, has changed a little bit uh, as I you know, get you to clarify this, as I understand it, that now it's the uh, speed of the storm as opposed to the velocity of the wind, which is the concern. This storm might hang around for several days. Absolutely. So the wind speed, have you know, we're, we're dealing with basically tropical storm force sustained winds right now. But you're right. It's the speed of the storm that people are concerned with right now. It's moving at literally a walking speed. You can walk faster in an hour than the storm system is going to move along the coast. Mm. So what it's doing is it's drawing up that moisture and it has nothing to do other than drop it in the same area because it's not moving anywhere. That's why we're looking at a storm surge of 13 feet an wow. hour and a half north of here in uh, New Bern, North Carolina, where it's up to the second floor of people's homes. Oh, my gosh. Um, The amount of rain that is expected to fall over the next few days, some of the numbers that we're hearing, staggering. What are you being told, Reggie? So it's roughly going to be about eight months' worth of rain falling over the next two days through North Carolina. And when you put it into a, a figure... It's something like 37 trillion liters of rain are going to fall within the next 36 hours across the state of North Carolina. That is an an incredible amount of water that will saturate the ground to the point of where it's got nowhere to go, so it just starts to pile up. That reminds me of what happened in Texas last year. Was it Houston a couple years ago? Oh, my goodness. So, Reggie, let me ask you about these mandatory evacuations. I know we're talking about a lot of different areas and a lot of different levels of uh, evacuation, but we're hearing now of people in certain areas refusing to evacuate, but now asking for assistance in being rescued. And I, you know, I just wanted you to maybe comment on that or, 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 or tell us what's going on with evacuations. Well, it's what we see with every kind of hurricane. You know, a local government or a state government says that an evacuation order is either in place or it's voluntary. Along the coast of North Carolina, it was a mandatory evacuation, so about a million people were forced to move inland. Once you get to places like Wilmington, or when you go an hour north and towards New Bern, it was just a voluntary evacuation through that stretch. The problem is that the topography of North Carolina is all over the place. You've got a lot of low-level areas, and that's why you end up with these storm surges. They come up the river. They come up to the second floor of people's homes. They chose to not evacuate, thinking they could ride the winds out, not thinking that the rains would be this hard. They're now being told by emergency officials that they need to cut holes into their roof so that they can get on top in order to allow for an emergency rescue to take place. Take a moment with that statement. Mm -hmm. Think about that. We were talking, Reggie, just a moment ago about, you know, we understand some people wanting to stay with their homes, or we understand people thinking that, well, this is just another storm, or we understand people wanting to stay and guard their homes, their valuables, their pets, and that kind of thing. But can you imagine in your hometown being told to go cut a hole in your roof? I mean, that's really, that's really stunning to hear. And it's one of the things that people are starting to criticize the, the, the state government for, saying, look, you knew that there was an opportunity for a storm surge to come up mm-hmm. these massive freshwater rivers that are running into the inland sections of the state. There should have been mandatory evacuations mm-hmm. along the places where they knew were going to flood this badly. The government didn't act on that. They just put it as a mandatory for the coastline. Now they're dealing with the fact that people are calling 911 and rescue crews aren't able to make it to these homes as fast as they'd like to be able to. It's already resulted in the death of one person because crews weren't able to get to the home on time. I was going to ask you about deaths because I know there was a a hotel or a a hotel that had uh, collapsed. A bunch of people had to be rescued from that. Um, There's been a few deaths now attributed directly to Florence. Yes, there have. In Wilmington, where we are right now, it's a tragic story. A a tree fell onto a home. It killed a mother, 
and her infant that were inside. The husband's been taken to hospital uh, about an hour away from here with that one person. They died because uh, they suffered cardiac arrest, and the rescue crews weren't able to get to the home because of floodwaters. We're just getting reports now that a fourth person has died. The details are minimal. All they're saying is that this person was trying to plug in their generator when they died. So mm. this, there, there is a lot of, of concern that this death toll is going to rise. And again, it's not because of the wind. It's because of the water that's now affecting everyone. Reggie, what are your, what's your situation and what are your plans over the weekend? Well, we intend to ride it out at the hotel right now. The problem is, is that right outside of the hotel, we're at a low level. We're right beside the Cape Fear River. It's breached both of its banks on either side. It's at a level not seen before. It's a historic rise for the Cape Fear. Uh, we're kind of trapped underneath at least a foot of water at the front door of the building. So we're riding it out on the inside. We're not able to actually get to our vehicle. The problem is, is that we also have no power in the building. We've been without power since about 3 this morning. So we're running thin on batteries for laptops and cell phones. It's a good thing that we have a landline in here because I almost forgot how to use it <laughs> when I was trying to call into you guys. <laughs> oh, wow, incredible. Oh, okay, well, Reggie and uh, your crew, please stay safe in Wilmington, and thanks for all the coverage. We'll look forward to uh, seeing more of it tonight on Global National. Thank you. Thank you so much. That is Reggie Cicchini in Wilmington, uh, North Carolina, this afternoon. Huh. Scary stuff. Now it is a hotel, indeed. no power. We, uh, we can't get out. I know. Can you imagine? I'm glad he didn't tweet at him last night. I would have used up more of his battery going back and forth. Uh, we'll take a break for news headlines. I know we've got a lot of people on hold. Uh, not sure if it's the last topic or this topic. So we'll get to that right after the three or two uh, thirty news. The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.